you're listening to the Tongue Tie Experts Podcast, a weekly program providing information and support for those families impacted by tongue and lip tie and the professionals caring for them. I'm Lisa Palladino, a midwife and a lactation consultant with over 30 years of experience. If you are a parent looking for answers or a professional who is curious to learn more than what you learned in school on this topic, welcome. This podcast is for you. A gentle disclaimer, please do not consider anything discussed on this podcast by myself or any guest of the podcast to be medical advice. The information is provided for educational purposes only and does not take the place of your own medical or lactation provider. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Tongue Tie Experts podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Palladino, and today I'll be chatting with you about predicting the future. Should we release tongue ties to prevent future problems? And what's that got to do with tongue tie treatment? Unfortunately, it has a lot to do with it. And I'll explain why in this episode. There are endless possible future problems being linked to tongue tie, some more likely than others. But today I'll consider the future problems of speech and airway disorders. A little background. If you're new to this podcast and want to know a bit about me, I'm a registered nurse, certified nurse midwife, and international board certified lactation consultant, currently in private practice in Staten Island, New York. For those who don't know, Staten Island is a borough of New York City, just in case you've never heard of it. I've been helping new families to breastfeed for over 30 years, first as a nurse at the bedside, then as a midwife and a lactation consultant, and a nurse administrator trying to change practice at my local hospital by instituting the Baby Friendly Hospital Initiative. One day I'll tell you that story. The Baby Friendly Hospital Initiative is not for the faint of heart, and kudos to any who achieve that. But for me, it was a little bit of a frustrating experience. About seven years ago, when I realized that I could help more moms and babies outside of the hospital than in, which coincided with getting confident in my knowledge of assessment and treatment of mother-baby dyads suffering with tongue and lip tie problems, I started my private practice. Since then, I've been working with families virtually and in person, guiding them to reach their breastfeeding goals and using a team approach. When other lactation professionals started reaching out to learn my protocols, I decided to create a course that would share my knowledge and what I've learned through my experience with all of these infants and their families. That's how Professionals Guide to Tongue Tie in the Breastfeeding Infant was born. It's a course for all professionals who take care of pregnant or breastfeeding families in any capacity. That includes lactation consultants, doctors, nurses, PAs, nurse practitioners, midwives of all types, 
speech language pathologists, feeding therapists, myofunctional therapists, um, doulas, anyone who takes care of pregnant or breastfeeding families, OTs, PTs, osteopaths, nobody is excluded being on my team and being responsible for understanding how to recognize, assess, and guide treatment plans. So now's a great time to check out the course, especially if you're listening to this in October of 2022. There is currently a sale of the Professional's Guide to Tongue Tie in the Breastfeeding Infant. You can check it out at tongue-tie-experts.net slash professional course. And of course, the link will be in the show notes that you could click straight through. But take advantage of the sale if you can. My students tell me how much they've learned from a lactation point of view, and lactation consultants can get four LSERPs, even at the sale price. You do this all at your own pace. You have a year to complete the modules. You get to be a part of a fantastic and growing multidisciplinary Facebook group that's only for course students. And again, it's tongue-tie-experts.net slash professional course. Looking forward to seeing you inside the course. Back to what I've been doing lately. This podcast, the Tongue Tie Experts podcast, is my latest baby. I started this project in order to shine the light on the professionals that are expert in this field, the parents who have had journeys with tongue tie treatment, and give each of them opportunities to share their stories. My goal is to educate and build networks of professionals and guide parents to get the help they deserve. Tongue and lip tie journeys are often complex. It's not always easy to find a provider to make an accurate assessment, decide on a treatment plan, and carry out this plan. I often say if you are a parent of a tongue-tied baby, you are the expert because you have been through it. Now back to the topic for today, predicting the future. Should we release tongue ties to prevent future problems? My short answer is no. First of all, there are usually enough reasons to treat tongue tie due to the current symptoms so that worrying about future consequences are not necessary. Second, there is absolutely not enough research or evidence to show that releasing a tongue or lip tie today will make things better in the future. Now, before I lose all of you adults with oral restrictions, those like myself who wish they didn't grow up with sequelae that result, I hear you. But look back to your history if you can. There were probably signs and symptoms that were missed along the way that would have warranted treatment. For example, breastfeeding challenges, snoring, open mouth posture, reflux, etc. In my own example, my own history, I was bottle fed and, excuse me for talking about a bodily function, projectile vomited from birth to three months. If the person that I am today met infant Lisa, I'm sure I would have suggested treatment. But if infant Lisa nursed beautifully with no symptoms for her or her mom, I wouldn't have suggested treatment to avoid future issues. What future issues are often considered? What do I get asked about? 
Let's start with speech. One of the most common questions that I get when I assess for tongue tie is, will this prevent future issues with speech? And I have to say that we honestly don't know. We do find tongue ties in kids with speech challenges, but will all kids with tongue ties have difficulty speaking? I think it's safe to say no. I will leave the cause and effect discussion to my SLP friends. But I can confidently state that there is not enough evidence to say that if tongue tie was released in infancy, there will not be speech concerns. Back to the idea of treating current symptoms. Here, I will use the example of one of my nieces. I'll call her Anne. Her mom was unable to breastfeed her due to nipple pain. Anne was not assessed for oral restrictions as an infant. But let's fast forward to school-aged Anne. She had difficulty with chewing and swallowing and pronouncing certain sounds. Um, When she was about eight years old, she was actually almost treated for a feeding disorder. Her swallowing was so challenged at one point. As an adult, she continues to have swallowing difficulties. She has a significant posterior tongue tie, which I can see now, and I feel that it's safe to assume it has been there since birth. Would releasing her ties as an infant have prevented her future difficulties? Maybe. But again, there were reasons to release her tie due to the symptoms that infant Anne was experiencing in infancy. If I assessed infant Anne today, I would suggest treatment based on her breastfeeding challenges, not future speech challenges. If Anne's nursing was comfortable and efficient with no other symptoms, I would not have suggested treatment for tongue tie at that time, even if I saw a visible frenum that looked restrictive, not just to prevent her having speech problems in the future. Okay, let's circle back now. The original question, should we release tongue ties to prevent future problems? There are endless future problems being linked to tongue tie, some more likely than others, and I promise covering the childhood and adult concerns of difficult speech and airway disorders. So let's move on to airway and breathing. And I'm very excited because there's going to be much more to come on airway and breathing in future episodes, but I'd like to touch on it here. We are finding more and more evidence, hearing of more and more cases of tongue dysfunction affecting airway, oral, and facial development in children and adults, leading to a host of chronic conditions. But should we release every tight frenum to prevent future airway disorders? My answer is no. Not if there are no current symptoms of oral dysfunction. I add as a caveat that in order to determine that there are no airway symptoms, we must understand how to properly assess the airway, both structurally and functionally. In my opinion, and based on my experience, infants that have passed the stage of breastfeeding that go on to have airway disorders either compensated or were missed by those assessing them. If you are a pediatrician, a pediatric dentist, 
a nurse practitioner, registered nurse, or a PA, or any other healthcare provider who cares for infants, toddlers, or children, I urge you to learn about airway health. In my practice, I see infants under one year of age who are already showing signs of difficulty with breathing and structural abnormalities, tongue-tie included, that will not only lead to future problems, but are already challenging the little ones. A little review. In order to feed from a breast or a bottle, an infant needs an intact suck, swallow, breathe pattern. Whenever there are feeding difficulties, it is a sign that something is challenging the infant's function. Biologically, being able to breastfeed and breathe is the most important function of a newborn. Regardless of parent preference or societal pressures, we can't ignore the fact that as mammals... If we do not feed and we do not breathe and we do not function well with suck, swallow, breathe, we will not survive. Difficulty in feeding is a red flag. We can get the baby fed by teaching them to compensate or by using alternative methods, but that is a band-aid on the underlying problem. I will add that since it is known that breastfeeding leads to the proper formation of the structures of the airway, the oral cavity, the palate, the maxillary arches, etc., not breastfeeding successfully can be a precursor to airway disorders. So it's a sign that there's a problem, and it's also therapeutic to have the function improved. Back to the original question, should we release a tongue type to prevent future disorders of the airway? Even considering this discussion, my feeling is that the answer is no. We shouldn't release a tongue tie if all is functioning well at the current time and there has been a proper assessment of structure and function. Keep in mind that clearance by a healthcare provider, including a pediatrician who has not obtained postgraduate specialized education about airway, oral restrictions, and breastfeeding should not be considered a full evaluation. In other words, if you are a parent and you suspect something isn't going well for your child, but your pediatrician dismisses your concerns, please follow your instincts and look for a provider who can properly assess your child and your concerns. The question, should we release a tongue tie to prevent future disorders of the airway, is not a simple one. I hope that the discussion in this episode has sparked curiosity for you. If this brings up any questions or anything you'd like to talk about, you can hop on over to the Facebook group. The link is in my bio, but it's Breastfeeding Tongue-Tied Babies. It's for parents and professionals. Stay tuned for more episodes on airway health and, of course, breastfeeding and tongue-tie. Thanks so much for listening today. Hope your day is happy. If you're listening to this in October of 2022, 
There is currently a sale of the Professional's Guide to Tongue Tie in the Breastfeeding Infant. You can check it out at tongue-tie-experts.net slash professional course. And of course, the link will be in the show notes that you could click straight through. But take advantage of the sale if you can. My students tell me how much they've learned from a lactation point of view. And lactation consultants can get four LSERPs, even at the sale price. You do this all at your own pace. You have a year to complete the modules. You get to be a part of a fantastic and growing multidisciplinary Facebook group that's only for course students. And again, it's tongue-tie-experts.net slash professional course. Looking forward to seeing you inside the course. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Tongue Tie Experts podcast. Check out the show notes for useful links about the topics we discussed and for ways to follow us on social media. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed listening, we'd love it if you'd rate, review, and share with your friends and colleagues. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.